Mike Pompeo coming out to say that every piece of evidence points to a Wuhan lab leak. Well, yes, it does. And even if the administration were to say no, or if uh, Dr. Fauci were to say no, we're not believing them. We're not believing them. These emails, these emails that were uh, through a FOIA request released, and we know that there were people saying to Dr. Fauci as early as January 31st, 2020, that there are pieces here that look like they've been engineered. Pieces of the virus. So why wouldn't we believe that there's a leak? Of course we believe it. Of course rational people believe it. Now, political people, they don't uh, believe anything. Political people only believe what is political. Political people only believe what helps their team and their side. They don't actually say, hmm, well, this is a thing. And the reason they don't say, hmm, this is a thing, is because they're more interested in destruction than they are in a future for all of us. This was the Washington Post. Tom Cotton keeps repeating a, conspira- a coronavirus conspiracy theory that was already debunked. This is February 17th, 2020. That was them, and you know what they've changed it to? Tom Cotton keeps repeating a coronavirus fringe theory that scientists have disputed. They are so now understanding what it is they've done and lying to you, me, and we about this virus that a year and a half later, they are going back at the Washington Post and editing their own headlines. Trust them? It was a a conspiracy theory that was already debunked, and now it's a fringe theory that scientists have disputed. You see the difference? These people are awful. And for all the reporters who listen and all the media folk who listen, this is why the American people don't trust you. It's because you're not trustworthy. Don't blame me. Blame your damn selves. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I, I'm I'm with uh, Secretary Pompeo here. You trust China? You trust China at your uh, at your at your own peril, really and truly. Now I know Jen Psaki is holding a press briefing at the White House. She's still going. They're not covering it. My gosh, I gotta see if I can pull that thing up because she's always good for a laugh, right there. Let's see what it is that Jen Psaki has to say. Nothing? Really nothing? At a time like this? That's madness. If a comment from here, obviously we would speak out uh, against any harassment of journalists, individuals, leaders, uh, the, the, tra- the you know, crushing of freedom of speech expression that it sounds like it's occurring in this case. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you, everyone. Uh- I guess not. 
quick and simple and easy. I, she has to get out there, out of there, and immediately get back to figuring out what she's going to say next about this disaster, about Fauci's emails, about misleading the American people. It's misleading. By the way, they're no longer wearing masks at the White House press briefing. Ain't that great? No one is in a mask at the White House press briefing. Well, they're all vaccinated or something. Good Lord. Speaking of Moderna, filed the paperwork for full FDA approval. I got to tell you, when people say to me, um, you know, why should I trust the, uh, the vaccine? It's not even FDA uh, uh, approved. Um, what do you now all of a sudden we believe in government? It's a weird, odd argument, I must say, for the people on the political right to go down that road because we've proven that we cannot trust government. Now, I don't know if this applies everywhere because what I think people want is to actually have some faith in some things. If we're going to have a Food and Drug Administration, we want them to actually be good at what they do. We want it to matter greatly. We want to know that we're keeping a level of safety and a, and a level of, of, of standard. Right? We, we, we know that we want this. But when time and again they show us that they don't care about us, remember, that's what we are seeing. That's what we are seeing from these Fauci emails. They don't care about us at all. At all and in any way, no how, uh uh-uh, not happening. They don't give a dang. Now, Governor DeSantis might actually give a dang, because Governor DeSantis did the right thing. Governor DeSantis signed a bill barring transgender athletes from women's and girls' sports. This is correct. This is the absolute right thing to do. And it's the right thing to do for two very important reasons. Number one, girls have the right to compete against other girls. They do not have to be told they have to compete against boys or compete against men. And then when they don't want to, all of a sudden they're bigots. Ah, No, 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 no. You don't get to talk to people like that. You don't get to treat these women like that. No, 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 no. Let's fight. Let's fight. Let's stand up for these girls. They want to compete. And if you say to me, oh, it's no big deal. It's not that they don't, they're afraid of competition. And, you know, it's just that they, they are, are, are really bigots. Well, let's go back to Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka said that when she is, has to answer these questions, right? Tennis star, right? Second ranked number two in the world, made the most money of any tennis player or female tennis player last year. She has to answer questions, right? For the press. It gives her stress. It gives her anxiety and it, it affects her. Um, it affects her mentally. I don't question these things, right? She said she wasn't going to do press at Roland Garros, the the, the French Open. And uh, Roland Garros fined her $15,000 for missing a press avail. She said, I'm pulling out of the competition. I have no problem with you pulling out of the competition. None whatsoever. You have to do what's best for your mental health. But you have the luxury of pulling out of of the competition, because you have the money. Just so we're clear. 
is there anything to be said about the high school competitor who wants to compete against other curls, but is competing against boys and now can't get the track scholarship? What about her mental stress? Do we want to discuss it? Do we want to question whether or not that is something we should care about? Or since she doesn't make $55 million a year and isn't a superstar, she's just pretty good at, 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 uh, at the 100-meter dash. She doesn't matter. I think she matters greatly. And I think that if we're going to get in the idea of, of people's mental states, her mental state matters quite a great deal. A massive, massive deal. Now let's get into the number two as we talk about mental state. Children cannot determine their gender. And I know this is hard for some people. And the answer is I'm okay with that. Children, including 17-year-olds, cannot determine their gender. I didn't say they don't feel a certain way. I didn't say that you should be mean to them. I didn't say that anybody should be attacked. They are not allowed to determine their gender. They're not allowed to decide to take certain drugs. They're not allowed to make a decision and then force other people to live with their decision. I won't. I won't let my children. You made a decision. But that's a decision that you should not be allowed to make. Parents need to tell their children no. With love and with understanding... But no, you can't take medications to change who you are. No, you can't have surgeries when you're 15 years old. Of course not. There are not I'm not saying there aren't reasons in this world to have plastic surgery at 15. I am saying you can't change your gender at 15. Parents who enable that are guilty of child abuse. They're child abusers. They are what they are what they are. It can't be denied. It needs to be said thusly. The children who make a change to their gender, as we as they, they, they like to say, are not allowed to abuse the young girls in sports who want to compete against other girls in sports. They're not allowed to be abusers. That has to be stood up to. But the, the parents who allow their children to do this, they're abusing their kids. Children cannot make this decision. They don't have the capacity. Don't tell me that your child is, uh, is very mature for their age. They don't have the capacity. Because if we're saying that they have the capacity, what we're saying is that children have agency. This goes back to a story we did yesterday. And the story we did yesterday was about a private school that was teaching, was it kindergartners, six, uh, yeah, kindergartners, first graders, first graders, that was it. It was teaching first graders how to masturbate. Oh, I'm sorry, was that, was that a little too much for the air right away? Should, should I have, uh... <laughs> well, it's exactly what it is. Oh, you want to describe it as differently? Feel free. They were go ahead. Art. They were talking about, touch, I don't want to use the word, but touching yourself. They weren't teaching it. They were talking about it, which, you know, for a first grader, it's pretty pretty young to be talking about. But it wasn't like a lesson on how to do it. If you want to split the hair on that, I think you can feel free. But why is anybody teaching that to somebody in first grade? 
And the answer is this desire to hypersexualize from the beginning. It is part of this push, this desire, this fetish to get kids into the place that where they have full control over themselves and they can decide what medical procedures they have and they can decide, well, like for example, they can get a, a surgery to change genders or they can get an abortion. Uh, they can decide their own level of, of medication and then they could decide who to love and how to love and when to love and where to love. And you don't have to worry about age because that's just a number because if you love, you love. All of these things in an undeniable way, come one, come all, come at me, I'm ready, are built and created to give children agency and remove the parent. They exist solely and exclusively to remove the parent. They are there to take away the job of the parents. Now, I can clearly remember my kids going to elementary school. We were living in, in uh, California at the time. And there was a big sign on the, on the fence to the school, say no to drugs week, big sign on the fence, huge sign. And my oldest looked at me and said, what are drugs? Now the moral of that story is, is that it was the school that exposed my child to the concept of drugs. I was not given that opportunity. They did it. If a teacher is using a video to show six-year-olds seeing other kids talking about touching themselves for pleasure, do we think that that's appropriate? Well, they need to know what are parents for. If the school believes that it's their job, what is the parent for? Why does the parent exist? Take the parent out. The state has total control. And if the state has total control, my goodness, everything is up for grabs. If you want to be, producer Ari, if you want to be splitting the hair and going the way of this teacher, her name is Justine Ang Fonte. Justine, middle name, or, or I should say maybe maiden name, Ang, and then last name Fonte. That she's reassuring parents she doesn't use the word masturbation in class. Do you really think that's the issue? What a way to miss the mark. The issue is whether or not children are children. What are they being taught and what ages are they being taught it? And all of it centers around the idea that they, the radical leftist believes, and it's getting less and less radical and more and more mainstream all the time, that children have agency control, power, that we have taken away the absolute concept of childhood and we are giving them full adult status. Unless, of course, they want to shoot a gun, in which case they have to be 25. Governor DeSantis is right. Fighting this is extremely important. Children need to be children and parents have to protect them. Adults have to protect children most often from themselves. I'm Tony Counts.
Is there any reaction from the White House regarding that? Sorry, the first part of your question was what? It was about... Netanyahu said that like he would uh, stand against any agreement on you know, Oh, on Iran. Iran. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, even if that would you know, result in like tension with uh, you know, American-Israeli relations. That's consistently been the Prime Minister's position. Uh, and what our responsibility is, and the responsibility of President Biden, is to act in the interest of the United States. And our view is that uh, putting in place a diplomatic agreement, an agreement where we can prevent Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon, where we have re returned to the visibility we had before the former president pulled out of that deal is in our interests. So we will continue to uh, work and, and brief uh, the leaders in Israel as we have over the last several years, but our position hasn't changed. No kidding. Your position hasn't changed. This, of course, because Netanyahu says, look, uh, handling Iran is, is going to happen. Even if we've got friction with you, we're going to handle uh, Iran. But this idea that Iran is only engaging in, in nuclear material because Trump pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal is, is garbage. It's still garbage. It was garbage when they put the deal forward and they lied to get the deal done. Same people in place still pushing garbage. Jen Psaki should be called a liar directly and thusly because she is. Iran is working towards a nuclear weapon no matter what happens. They lie. The uranium found at sites? Oh, they don't know how that got there. They have had many, many, many moments to prove. To prove that they're just trying to create, you know, power to keep the lights on. But that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. They want a nuclear weapon. They talk about eradicating other nations. I believe in American sovereignty. We do what is best for us. I believe Israel should do the same. But there are many people who are more than happy to keep Israel at some kind of slave level because oh, you need the hardware to protect yourself. You need that from us. Therefore, you do our bidding. And now these people are the same people who want to encourage Iran to grow and they want to wipe Israel off the map. Well, holy heck, how does that work? Elections have consequences. Thank goodness we have no mean tweets. Am I right? This is Tony Katz today. You will trust the New York Times at your own risk. You've heard me talk plenty about how little it is that you can see in these organizations when they so desperately chose, so desperately chose to look the other way when we were discussing the idea of this virus and discussing whether or not this thing was man-made or, you know, leaked out of a lab or, or how these things work. Oh, no, no, all debunked conspiracy theories. And now they've gone back like they did over at the Washington Post and have redone a headline from over a year ago. To redo a headline from over a year ago to cover themselves. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's so good to be with you. Now this brings us to the New York Times. 
The New York Times, they lied about Israel. We should not be shocked by such things. What did they lie about? Well, they put on their front page the children. Oh, yes. At least 66 children were killed in Gaza. Here are their stories. And it's pictures of all these beautiful children. They were just children. That's what it says. One of the children, turns out, is a 17-year-old member of a terrorist organization. Another child, as we see it, has been in pictures going back to 2015. They just use the same photo. They don't vet it. They don't check it. They don't do anything. Then you've got, uh, they, they show this. It's really a disgusting picture. Oh, my gosh. Of, of this child who's basically been exploded. Their upper half of their body just blown off. It, it's not a real photo. It's a movie still. It's from a, uh, it's from a film. It's a, it's a mannequin. They have proven themselves untrustworthy. This brings us uh, to, to Molly Tibbetts. Molly Tibbetts was murdered by an illegal immigrant. That happened in 2018 there in Iowa. The murderer found guilty of first-degree murder. Yet CNN and the AP... And the New York Times referred to this murderer not as a legal immigrant, but as a farm laborer. They lied. Or they covered the truth. Which one is worse, actually? Which one is actually more awful? Which one is indeed more terrible? I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know which one is worse. I think one of the questions we have to answer for ourselves is what do we do? Because I, I, I mean, I've been talking about it today. I'm going to get more into it. Right? What is it that we do about these things how do we handle it and live in this world so the problem that we get is that it becomes incumbent upon us to check double check and recheck and in order for us to do those things we have to start from somewhere else just a little step ahead of that they can't be trusted this is very frustrating this is very angering This is upsetting. They cannot be trusted. They have proven this. So now what is it that we do? I want to get into the what it is that we do. How do you check, double check, and and recheck these people? Recheck these things. It is not easy. Because uh, part of it is exactly how much time do you think you have in your day to say, okay, here's the headline from the Washington Post. Let me dig now through 17 sources to ensure that this is the proper headline. People don't do that. 
They look at the headline and say, oh, that's the headline. How do I know? Because it's the Washington Post, and thus my conditioning says I have to listen to the Washington Post, and therefore that's accurate. You cannot live that life anymore. So part of what you must change is, A, the source of the news that you get. And you must, when seeing the Post and the Times and CNN and the Associated Press, you must say, okay, that's what they're saying. Now, what actually happened? You have to teach yourself, condition yourself. Instead of saying, looking at the headline saying, okay, that's the news, look at the headline saying, okay, that's what they're selling me today. Now, what is the news? One of the problems is that at the New York Times, there are still good reporters. Makes it very hard when they're lying about who got killed in Israel, when they're lying about who got killed in Iowa. They lied twice. But sometimes there's good reporting that comes out of the New York Times. And when do you know the difference? How do you do that? The work that is involved in that. Well, it starts with this, this shift in your values. And the shift goes as follows. They are not telling you the truth. Not because I say so. Remember, when the New York Times doesn't tell the truth, when the the Washington Post doesn't tell the truth, you know how much money I make on that? Zero. You know how much credibility I get? Zero. I get credibility based on the things that I discuss and the connectivity it has to you and me and we. I My credibility is based on being able to see through their bigotry, their nonsense, and saying, okay, this is what they said, but here's what lies underneath. Because I need to know it for myself. I feel it imperative to share that, and that's how I become the trusted source and how talk radio becomes a trusted source. Right? It's important that talk radio be a, a trusted source. And I think that it's been doing a good job, and I, and I, I think it's going to continue to do a good job, I certainly hope, in, in being that for people. You have to change how you view a headline. Because the headline is no longer telling you a story. The headline's getting your attention... But the headline is not telling you a sto- the, 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 the proper story. The headline is misleading. The headline is lying. The headline is, is purposely trying to hurt you. The New York Times lied in showing pictures of dead kids. One of them was a terrorist. And they couldn't say an illegal immigrant killed Molly Tibbetts? A farm worker... My God, that's a lot of hate. They told you that you were a conspiracy theory-seeking psychopath if you thought that coronavirus came from a lab. If it leaked from a lab, you were nuts. You were garbage. You were the worst. And now they're changing headlines from 16 months ago. 
to cover their tracks. I'm sorry (laughs) that it's on you, but it's on you. It actually isn't on me. I'm going to continue to do my job to the very best of my ability, but it is 100% on you to change the way you see them and then the way you consume them. Let me give you a couple of other things to, to look at. This is Chris Cuomo. Oh. I know, I'm sorry. Chris Cuomo talking about attacks on Jews and Asian Americans. The president referenced Charlottesville, neo-Nazis brandishing torches a century later, hate crimes against Asian and Jewish Americans. Reminders that white supremacism, white terror is the most lethal threat to our homeland today. Asian Americans in New York are getting attacked by black men. And Jews in New York and Los Angeles are being attacked by brown men. Just so we're clear on what's been happening, what they're not telling you. You can make any conversation you want about white supremacists. You heard them there in the background there, white supremacists in Charlottesville. Jews will not replace us like we're trying to replace you. We think you suck. By the way, white supremacists hate me. But when I'm walking down the street, in today's world, as of this date, I'm not looking for a white supremacist. I'm looking for the Jew hater. I'm looking for the person who has listened to Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Andre Carson about Israel being an apartheid state and the oppressed Palestinians and the stealing of land and the killing of babies that has been perpetuated, this lie, this mythology, by the New York Times. And I'm keeping my eye out for them. And when I'm walking with my family, you better damn well be straight. I'm keeping my eye out. But there's Chris Cuomo. Look at me. I'm all sorts of pious. He's a liar. People watch his show and listen to that garbage and say, oh, that white supremacy. White supremacy is a bad thing. White supremacy is a bad thing. I'm the Jewish guy. Trust me, these people hate me. You should hear what they say about Ari. Oh, my God, they hate Ari. But if you want to talk about where the violence is in the world that I see today... It's against Asian Americans from people who are black. Those are the attacks that I've seen that didn't really make a headline. Oh my gosh, look at that. Okay, now bury it, move it over, move it over, move it over. Doesn't fit the narrative. And Jews, are you Jewish? We're attacking you because we support Palestine. Palestine? What are you talking about? Headline versus facts. And liars, people who purposefully, proactively, willfully, wantonly manipulate news and headlines and data to make you think that this is the only thing. It's not the only thing. You have to change. That's just the reality. If you haven't done it by now, you have to change. Chris Cuomo has told you he can't be trusted. He's moving a narrative, not moving anything in relationship to actually what's happening. New York Times, Washington Post, well, hell, they've proven that to you. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. 
But if you want things to get better, if you want to have a better understanding of what's happening around you, you have to change. Can't believe these people. The trusted news sources are not to be trusted. I'm Tony Katz. Man, these Fauci emails, there's going to be so much more. So much more. The idea that Fauci was worried that the National Institutes of Health might have ties to coronavirus spread in China. Uh, we're we're going to much more on this tomorrow. Right. I mean, I've got more of it to get to because it's just because it's just coming out. I want to share it with you. These Fauci emails. But but let me give you this because I I, I I am not interested in being a downer. I'm interested in being honest and, and getting us to a place where we're working towards making sure we, we know what's happening. We know it's factual. We can discuss it. We can engage it. We can help others get to it. This video has been making the rounds, and the amount of views are through the roof. It's a father and daughter. Black father, black daughter, talking about critical race theory. You think you're alone on this subject? You think you're alone on knowing that this is bigotry? Oh, you are not. Not at all. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, yellow. right? Black. And and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See? This is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends. (laughs) Yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We're all going to be okay. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. We're all going to be okay. There are people out there raising their kids right. People out there having an honest conversation. Does this mean we shouldn't teach about the Tulsa Race Massacre? Of course not. We should definitely teach about the Tulsa Race Massacre. What we should not do is then look around the room and say, okay, which one of you are guilty? Hmm, you look like those people. You must be guilty. That's the part you got to do away with. It is not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad news. There are, don't get me wrong, there are, there's some terribleness going on. But there are good, decent people trying to engage good, decent lives, and we need to connect those people together to handle just a couple of issues. The person who is with me on critical race theory may not be with me on tax policy. Okay, I'll take what I can get, and I'll work that thing, get that done, and then we'll start talking about some other things. There is good. It's not all nuts. Good, decent people. We should remind ourselves of that. 
Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com, support the show, get the podcast. This right here is Tony Katz Today.